repair rage. So you're a tenant, you'd like to get some repairs done in your property and you are going nuts trying to get it done. We're going to teach you some do's and don'ts on tenant repairs. Good morning. Ladies. Good morning. How are you, Mark? Yeah, good, thanks. You boys, the young guns, very, Sam very and Charlie. Well, very well. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Um, swap the Christmas hats. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you picked up on it, Mark. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, Merry Christmas. Not long to go. Not long to go. Exactly. exactly. No, but today we'll be talking about tenant repairs. You know, it's a big one when it comes to that um, that property, your investment property. A lot of tenants don't know what their responsibilities are, neither do landlords. You know, it is a tricky subject. Yeah, exactly. Something breaks It's probably the, property, the biggest frustration. The I'd biggest say, frustration, yeah. hey, I, I think with that, um, that the property management would have would be, you know, tenant rage on a repair. Exactly. And especially seeing from um, Sunday's disasters, you know, it's it's really unfortunate what's happened. You know, you, you couldn't make it up. But, you know, we can what we can do as a business to help people and let them know um, is really important as well, just to keep everyone in the loop. Exactly. Just before Christmas, everyone wants his works done. Um, today we'll be talking, me and Sam, yeah. um, just in regards to the best way to have this action with a real estate agent. Yeah. Now, exactly. some people, the way they go about it might be less effective, might be more effective. We've got a few tips and tricks mm. in regards to having it done as soon as possible, making sure you're in, an, in, in your home, um, safe and secure for Christmas. Yeah. All right. So you guys um, are, are in this exact section of the business, which is rentals. Um, you're, in, uh, you're dealing with tenants every day. Each of you work under a senior manager, which manages uh, 500 properties each. So you've got uh, 500 odd properties that you're each doing. Um, honest question, probably a tough one. Think about the the most disappointed, most upset tenant that you've had ever. Um, what did that look like? And then I want to unpack that a little bit as to what that can, tenant can do and can do differently um, in the future. And you know, it's sometimes it's it's not particularly. Um, the, the landlord or, or the agent or the tenant there's just some communication there so um can you give us an example sam or charlie of, yeah. of a tenant that was just really really on the bad side yeah yeah no problem so i i've had you know it hasn't been a lot but it does happen as you say um i've had a tenant you know he's he was um explaining to me how he's been trying to get in contact you know with the agent in regards to some repairs in the property I think strata were also involved so a lot of parties were involved with the whole process and you know with that being what happened is he was saying to me that you know i've been trying to contact this person and then this person and then i'm taking a step back and looking at it looking at it like you know there should be one clear line of contact you know in regards to repairs it is very important that's a big one contact just so everyone's on the same page and then you have one specific person or agent that's overlooking everything and organizing and liaising everything it is very very important 
Okay, because as a tenant, as soon as someone picks up that phone, you just want to vomit the problem out um, and leave it in that person's hand. But I think as a tenant, finding the the um, the, the most senior person and the person um, that will be responsible for talking to the landlord is important and maintaining that line of contact because often what happens, and look, a lot of dispute resolution um, that I've had over the years um, in business, it's from exactly what you've just said. So that's that's tip definitely tip number one make sure you're keeping the line of contact up with one person in the real estate office make sure it's the right person in the real estate office that's talking to the landlord and often with between a agent and a landlord same thing as well you don't want to talk to your brother-in-law um, husband wife and uncle all about the repair that same repair you want to have that one line of communication on your side of things so that will definitely reduce a bucket load of frustration definitely so having someone you know on a first name basis so you've got your phone or their phone number saved in your phone you can ring up and say listen this is what happened this is what i'd like to happen um your agent can then inform you of, of stuff like what who's responsible who would be like i guess um subject to maybe paying for something broken yeah. in the property um now most tenants don't know this there's some factors that they are responsible for. There's some factors that Strata will be responsible for. And there's some factors that the landlord will be responsible for. And it kind of just filters in wherever, wherever, um, I guess, it's, yeah, wherever fits. Yeah. It's, you don't, don't feel scared to ask your agent, your property manager, who's responsible for what, you know, we're here for a reason. We're here to help you and help explain things. You know, we are the professionals. Like we're more than happy to help where it can be. So don't, don't feel threatened or to ask, pick up the phone and just ask, Hey, look, this has happened. Would you be able to help me? Who's responsible? Um, how can we get things done? Because that is the most common issue. Okay. Something you just brought up, I think is very, very important guys, the tenants out there, when you're getting a repair done, when you identify who is responsible, that is so important because when there's an, you're one removed, the problem with what we're doing here is once a landlord does approve, we haven't even spoken about our landlord not approving, which is the most frustrating part. Um, but if the, if the landlord does approve the works to be done, the plumber, the electrician, the whoever is doing the work, you, you can, this is a shortcut, you can ask for their number. You can ask for their number. And what that will do was rather than you calling the agent who's calling the, like, the plumber, who's calling you the agent back, who's then calling the tenant back, it diffuses that whole line of communication. It actually, it, uh, that, that mess of communication, I should say, and it opens up a clear line. So if you, just, if, if you've, if you can establish that the repair's been approved and you can establish that the electrician's en route and you're going to be coming to do it, you can say, great, can I have the electrician's phone number and I'll just call him direct and coordinate with him. And then you can hustle a little bit there. Um, rather than waiting for the agent to call you back after they called the electrician. Now, if it's a strata manager, which you've just brought up, good idea. You can also call the strata manager as a tenant and say, I'm living in this property, I know it's a strata repair, and I just wanted to see what's happening. It also makes it also um, makes you check that the agent's behaving as well and that the agent has contacted the electrician, has yeah. contacted the strata person effectively. Exactly. That's very important what you've just said. But um, another thing as well is as soon as that um, maintenance occurs, you notify your agent ASAP. 
So the best thing I like to say to tenants is pick up the phone, give them a quick call up, just let them know what's happened. If it is urgent, um, let them know, you know, if it's urgent, we'll do our part to organize that plumber to come in or organize that electrician to attend. But um, yeah, just pick up the phone to your agent. And then what we will typically say to the tenant is, look, can you please can you please send me a quick email just so that we've got it in writing what the issue is and also attach some photos just so that we have a better idea of how to go about it. Yeah, definitely the best step when we have to then go back and liaise with plumbers. Um, we have to tell them what's going on. A photo is definitely the best way, especially plumbers when you've got models of toilet, models of sink, models of vanity, stuff like that. When we can just say, listen, this is what it is. This is what it looks like. Here's a photo for reference. Can you please attend and repair this? It's just the easiest way. If we're giving, if we're letting them assume something's happened, it's just going to be, it's yeah. just going to be a yeah, longer time that that repair isn't isn't handled. So tenant rage, another form of tenant rage is the landlord says they're not going to repair it. Yeah. Well, what, are the, in, in, what are the rights? What are the rights there? Yeah. Look, it's it's a bit tricky. Some things need to be attended to. Um, we've just had a property with a, a sorry a burst water boiler. Um, so the property's got no hot water whatsoever. Um, and, and yeah, it's a bit of a tricky situation and there are some circumstances such as the boiler where they need to be fixed. They don't really have a choice. You cannot have a, yeah, you cannot have a tenant legally living in a property without hot water. Um, so regardless of whether the landlord is, is hundred percent on board or not, it does need to be addressed. Now there are certain circumstances with this, um, but I think in regards to fair trading, in regards to our advice, um, it falls quite well under like what is fair. Um, so obviously, it doesn't let the tenant go on a shopping spree and, and redo yeah. their entire redo their entire entire, entire unit. The property. Yeah, they they go. Oh, that's a tiny discrepancy we have here. Can we have it changed? At some circumstances, that isn't urgent. That's how they accepted the property, and they might just have to live with that. Um, however, some emergency things does need to be addressed as soon as possible, regardless of the landlord decision. Yeah. So I want to talk a sec about tenants breaking stuff. Um, so a landlord says, look, I don't, you know, that's a shopping spree. I don't want to fix that money. I don't have them. I don't want to fix that repair. I don't have the money. Um, if it's an essential service, um, the landlord's going to get nailed. Um, if it's not an essential service, but it is a repair that needs to be done maybe a sliding door that's just that, that, that's a shocker um i guess past past that point it goes to dis, dispute resolution where a tenant may choose to take that into a tri tribunal environment um and have that and have that tested in a tribunal but uh, you know the tenants certainly do have rights landlords certainly do have rights but i, I think you're right in what you're saying it's just got to be a level of fairness doesn't it you know what i mean like there's got to be like yeah, what's fair so. what's not fair what's what's reasonable um, well, all, all tenant and landlord responsibilities are posted on fair trading. And you said this the other week, Mark, you said it great. It's called fair trading for a reason. It's fair. It gives everyone the, the I guess, necessities um, and then has that has that room for people to move. Absolutely. All right. So, guys, before we sign out on tenant rage, the do's and don'ts, we look, can we summarize on what we um, definitely give us stacks of photos, make sure it's in writing. Yeah. Agents love that. 
definitely keep the line of communication up between one, find that bright person in the real estate office and keep communicating with that same person. Don't keep telling your story to every single person in the office and, um, and it'll, you know, send, sending it into a tailspin. Just speak with one person, nail that one person, get the answers for that one person. Number three, we've, um, often the repairs are not, are not, well, the repairs are not going to be executed by the real estate agent themselves with their own hands. They're going to get an electrician or a plumber or a trade to do that. Once you can establish that you do have that approved from your, from your landlord, take over and ask for the, for the uh, electrician or the plumber's phone number yourself and then, and then um, get on to those guys to expedite that for you uh, for yourself um, rather than, um, you know, um, getting, getting frustrated with, with when, yeah. when the plumber going to turn up. What else? Exactly. Um, you've basically summed it all up, Mark, you know. Um, important just keeping that line of contact, you know, knowing what you can and can't repair. If you have any questions, feel free to ask your agent. You know, just send them a quick email, even give them a call, SMS. Um, and also just knowing what's, uh, yeah, basically what I just said, what you can and can't do. If it's strata, if it's tenant, if it's landlord, um, just ask the question. Doesn't doesn't hurt. But um, yeah, you've summed it up, really. And where it really falls down, I reckon, in here is just good old-fashioned communication um, and a lot of the stuff that we've spoken about today. So a lot of it is just um, tenants feel unheard. Um, a lot of it is landlords don't understand exactly what works need to be do to make a balanced decision. Um, and sometimes these repairs may be agreed to, but over a longer period of time. So you go, look, we're going to do it, but the landlord's low on the cash. How about we, how about we put a, a, you know, a maintenance program in place over the next 12 months? It may be like the repair of a back fence or something on a, on a, uh, on a house and the landlord doesn't have 10, 12 grand to chip into that fence. He goes, okay, well, look, I will do it. I'll do part this year and part next year or you know you may put that over a longer period but it just comes down to communication yeah definitely so definitely. if no parties are left in the dark then then i guess no one's really unhappy um if everyone's updated everyone knows where some stuff stands um yeah the, the some maintenance process processes can be quite long drawn like receiving quotes and then i guess fitting a time in with the tradesman they can't they can be quite long drawn and unfortunately there's nothing us as the agent can do about it um however when we when when the agent isn't communicating when we're not when we don't have that clear line of communication tenants just think they've just been forgotten about um they think yeah they, they think they're left in the dark yeah left in the dark um they just think we've we've moved on started doing another job and just completely forgotten about them and that's quite disheartening um so like you said so clear line of communication everyone everyone i guess aware of what's going on you can't really get yep. wrong yeah Cool, cool, cool. And that, that clear line of communication is all, all the way around choosing one landlord to liaise with if there's two or three of them, choosing one agent in the office to liaise with, choosing one of the tenants to liaise with, that will improve the communication between everyone for sure because that's definitely where I see it go, go wrong consistently. Yeah, exactly. So easy. Thanks for chatting with us this morning, Mark. Wonderful. Hopefully we help. Merry, hopefully Merry we help Christmas. people out there. It's a it's a big topic. Merry Christmas, yeah. thanks guys. We won't see you till Merry till uh, next Christmas. Till uh, till sorry uh, after Christmas. No, after Christmas. So uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, gonna be yeah. It's one that's Saturday. So we're a public holiday. I think Monday, Tuesday. I believe, I believe so. Yes. so. Yeah. 
I think I think yeah, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. So yeah. Giddy out. Merry, Giddy Merry out. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Thanks Christmas, guys. Mark. See you guys. Take care. Take care.